Welcome to the Science of Yes with your hostess, Pam Heath, the Yes Coach. Each week, Pam will speak about the energy of yes and how you can use it to create an extraordinary, prosperous life that you will absolutely love. Pam has spent a lifetime creating and leading transformational programs and is passionate about making abundance available for everyone through the power of yes. Callers are welcome, and we invite you to like Pam's show before leaving the program. So, open your mind and open your heart and be ready to receive what is possible for your friend, the Yes Coach. Welcome to the show, Kuzan. Good evening. Good evening and welcome to the Science of Yes. I'm your hostess, Pam Heath, and I am the Yes Coach. Tonight, we'll be examining the energy of yes and how you can leverage your knowledge and belief in the power of yes to create an extraordinary, prosperous life by design. I'm a life coach and a business strategist, and what I specialize in, I help you break down whatever emotional barriers block you from what you're committed to achieving in life. So every week here on Blog Talk Radio, as a part of Spirit Talk Radio, we have the show Science of Yes, and I'm your hostess, Pamela Heath. I call myself a yes coach, and my process that I designed is the science of yes. Join us here each week at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and let's take on life and everything it has to offer. Say yes to life. That is 760-888-5700. In the meantime, until we wait for, we were having a lot of technical difficulties tonight. It was all I could do just to get in tonight. It was really crazy. But um, she was on and then she dropped off and so I'm waiting for her to get back. on TV and on radio, and I found that the news was boring. So much of reporting the news actually reminded me of that Don Henley song, Dirty Laundry. Um, if you Google the lyrics to Dirty Laundry, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because the world of journalism and reporting the news is, is what that song is talking about. So um, just a second, I want to see if this is Gulnara. Just a second. So what came next was um, years working in the legal field. I think Nora has joined us. Is that you? Uh, yes. Hello? Can you hear me? Okay. Hello. Yeah. So we're having a conversation here about the energy of yes. And I have a guest tonight. Her name is Gunara Omar. She is a renowned author, speaker, coach, and hypnotherapist. I'm here talking about the energy of yes and how you can live inside that energy and bring yes to your life. 
and manifest the life of your dreams. I invited Gunara here as my guest because she wrote an incredible book called Child and the Child Within. And inside of that book, she distinguishes for you how you can um, look within to heal your, your inner child and the traumas that you faced and everything that's holding you back from having everything you want or everything you dreamed of having that, you know, there's obstacles or there are things that are stopping you that are in the way. And um, we started out the night with some technical di- difficulties and they are, um, they are continuing even now. So right now, what we're doing is we're getting ourselves set up so that our guest who is calling in from Dubai can be heard. Um, I do this podcast on the internet every week at Thursday at 8, and I started opening it up to Clubhouse. And um, we have very lively conversations. About it. So good. What you learn when you take on the energy of yes, I say that, that the universe resonates at that energy and that when you resonate at the energy of yes, you have the capacity to take on anything that you're willing to say yes to. So what I'm teaching has everything to do with that. It has everything to do with All you got to do is rub that lamp. And I'll say, Mr. Aladdin, sir, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your order. Jot it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. Life is your restaurant, and I'm your maitre d'. Come on, whisper what it is you want. You ain't never had a friend like me. Yes, sir, we pride ourselves on service. You're the boss, the king, the shah. Say what you wish. It's yours, true dish. How about a little more baklava? Have some of column A. Try all of column B. I'm in the mood to help you, dude. You ain't never had a friend like me. Now, that's a really, really cool song, I think, because one of the things I want you to consider is that every morning when you wake up, the universe sings that song to you. The universe is saying you ain't never had a friend like me. What do you want? Make your wish. Give me your order. Life is your restaurant, and I'm your maitre d'. But we don't operate like the universe is at our service. We don't operate that we can ask for anything, and it will be delivered. We operate like there's some invisible force that's in the way of everything we want. We as human beings don't get the power of the energy of yes. So if you're recognizing that there's elements of what I'm talking about from the law of attraction in if you saw that movie The Secret, then you're point on because I am a strong believer in and practitioner of the law of attraction. And I don't call myself a law of attraction coach because there's something missing in the law of attraction that you might fall off that bike. You have to get balance. And when you get it, you can ride any bicycle anywhere you want. 
It's a universal law. It doesn't require your belief, but it's there. There are a lot of universal laws, but I'll tell you about another universal law. You can't see it, feel it, or smell it. You can't taste it, touch it. It's not tangible, but it's there, and that's the law of attraction. That's the law that states that you attract into your lives whatever you're focusing on. So if you're focusing on, on, you know, um, doom and gloom, then you will remain under a doom and gloom cloud. If you focus on positive thoughts, then you will have positive energy coming your way. Now, here's the piece that I told you I would tell you about that's missing from the secret, which is why a lot of people don't manifest and they think that it doesn't work. Because it's not enough to envision. It's not enough to visualize what it is that you want. Why are you waiting? They're coming. Get in action. Take the actions that are correlate to you having that thing. Whatever it is that you would do if that thing was on its way, do the prep, do the actions. You know, well, I, you know, I want to get married, but I want to lose 10 pounds because I want to get married in my grandmother's wedding dress. And right now I'm too heavy to wear it. Okay, sugar baby. You know, Mr. Wright is heading down the path. You only got a certain amount of time to lose those 10 pounds if you're going to wear that dress. So you've got to get in action. You've got to take the action correlate to whatever it is you say you want. That you want this. In order to have that, you're going to do this. So my intention is to give away to people what I learned for myself, to, to give up my negative thought patterns, patterns and limiting beliefs and achieve success. So I'm paying it forward by generating the science of yes so that other people can do what I did. What I did was I recognized that I had a very specific way of going around coaching people, that it was a positive mindset, that I had a positive influence to empower people to go for their dreams. And people nicknamed me the magic lady because in inside of when I coached people, people were producing the the results that they always wanted to. And some people were doing things they never thought they could because I encourage you to go for your dream. Success is realized by anyone who is first willing to define. Distinguish the science of yes. And I coach from that science. And when I say coach, I'm not a medium. I'm not a psychic. I don't do readings, but what I do do is I listen to people's problems and I encourage them and coach them from the energy and the power of yes. And um, one of the things that very clear to me is that it's a very profound way to look at life. So I give it away. I ha- help people to remold and, and recraft whatever it is they're up to in life to be one inside of yes. So your mindset is what tells you what is going to happen in your life? It's your mindset. All right, so it looks like Anara did log in, but unfortunately, I'm still not hearing her. I'm just going to keep going. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to um, see if there's anything anybody wants to ask me. 
Um, I see I've got two people, but you're not on the stage. You're welcome to come to the stage. But in order to come to the stage, you have to accept my invitation. And then you can talk. If you don't want to talk, you just want to listen, that's okay, too. That's fine. And that's when the science of yes was born. It was about four years ago. And it's been the science of yes ever since. So um, I have a chapter in my book called It's All About Family. And I'm going to read a couple of pages of that excerpt out of my book because one of the things that comes up for me a lot when I talk to people about the science of yes, people talk to me about their family and um, how sometimes their family are not really empowering. They're not, you know, having, they're not hopeful for them to have what they want in life. As a matter of fact, it's the opposite. It's like they're always, you know, naysaying them. And, and some people have, you know, abusive family. And, you know, people ask me all the time, and that's bad fact, that's one of the biggest questions I get inside of the power of yes is what about family? Like you could be this positive-minded person and so much. And so um, I address the whole conversation in one of the chapters of my book, and I will read you a little excerpt from that in order for you to have a yes environment and what it's going to take for you being inside of yes when your family is not. So this chapter is called It's All About the Family. A strong and supportive family union, it is, Essential and the fundamental core of a yes environment. Even animals value family. And I invite you to maintain healthy family relationships to have a well-balanced full life. Okay, I know. Some of you reading here have what I can only describe as difficult family members. They naysay you, poo-poo you, and bring the drama and treat you like your name is Buckwheat. I realize that family isn't always like a Hallmark greeting card. Family can be challenging. There are different levels of family. Family can be your extended family, your brother or sister from another father or mother. Close ties to people is essential. Love, honor, and respect for each other. The element of your moral compass begins with your family. Children watch what adults do from an early age. As children grow, they establish their sense of right and wrong by observing how their parents interact. Their sphere of influence widens as they grow older, as does the number of people whose behavior they witness. If you allow yourself to indulge in angry looks like building your family and your relationships to be useful, powerful, and supportive. If you feel an emotion, it doesn't mean you should speak it, especially with children. They are so impressionable. Be careful what walks out of your mouth and lands on them. I'm not saying don't be true to yourself. Be responsible for how your communications land over there with someone else. And be accountable for the impact on them and anyone else that may be listening. I'm asking you to evaluate your family environment 
and consider what works and what doesn't work and take on crafting a family circle that emphasizes your commitment to your family dynamic. Take this on first in your notebook, but keep looking at your emotional responses to family situations and map out using the Merlin exercise that I talked about earlier in how you can get to the family dynamic of your dreams. So I'm going to stop reading there now because um, I wanted to just take a moment to talk a little about, about what we just read because for a lot of people, it's a big surprise to learn that they're operating in life like their parents, either being their parents or being not their parent. And the thing about it is that that's what's running the show is their parents. Now, if they love you, if they want the best for you, your parents don't want you dominated by some sense of, of being upset or being dominated by them. As a matter of fact, the majority of parents only want for you the best, better actually, than what they have. You want to make sure that you are living your life as you want, by your means. You don't want to be living into what you think your parents would want you to do, or even worse, doing everything to snub your nose at your parents, because they're not affected by the things that happen in your life. The only thing that really affects them is when you're miserable and unhappy, because whether you know it or not, your parents want you to be happy, despite the fact that a lot of times they're critical and they're in your face about what's not working. It's only because they want you to be happy. Now, that's in general. I know there are parents who are not nice, and I, I'm not living in any kind of dream world that there aren't people who do bad things. But for the most part, you need to understand that your parents don't mean to dominate your life, and you shouldn't let them. You should be your own person and live by your own choices on your terms. So what do you do when the people in your life are not supportive or they're not empowering, when they don't give you access to doing whatever it is that you're up to and going for your dreams? Well, I hate to say this, but, you know, you really got to get clear. Your life is your life, and you've got to walk the road you've got to rock. And if you have people in your life that are empowering you, that want you to be happy, they'll be okay with whatever your choices are. And if they're not okay with your choices, then it's better that you not be around them a whole lot. You have to make choices about what empowers you. And if your family doesn't empower you, and I don't mean that they are, you know, like letting you know their opinions and letting you know that if they think you're, you know, doing something foolish, because I consider that to be their job. Somebody who loves you is not going to let you screw up. And sometimes they think you're screwing up and you're not, but it's okay for them to check you. I don't mind when somebody keeps me in check. You know, to me, that's a sign of love when someone's checked, looking out for you and making sure you're having everything, you know, going well and not going wackadoodle. I think that's your family and your loved one's job. A review for it on Amazon. You do that. You write to me at Pam Heath at yescoachforyou.com. I will mail you a hard copy of my book 
autographed by me. Now, you can't get a hard, you can't buy a hard copy of my book on Amazon. I'm the only one that has copies of my book in hardcover. So to get this book, I'm telling you, you know, like it is, because I, I want to get my book to bestseller status. So in order to do that, I have to get a certain amount of reviews. So you're helping me out, and you're helping me get to bestseller. And in, in return, I'll give you a hard copy autograph. And when I'm all famous and sitting on the Oprah show and la-di-da, you can show everybody a hardcover of Say Yes with my autograph. So go to Amazon, download the ebook Say Yes, Seven Steps to the Life of Your Dreams. Leave a review for it. Enough of everything you need to live a joyful life. You can manifest money, love, relationships, spiritual fulfillment, everything you want in excess, enough to share and give away. The difference is that one is the state of having money, wealth, and the other is merely living a successful life, having resources, shelter, etc., prosperity. The only similarity between the two is that wealth allows you to be conversations you have around money, and then create, implement, and express new conversations to fill that void. Sometimes people think that they'll solve all their financial problems if they could just win the lottery or maybe inherit money from some long-lost relative. It's not wrong if you want to fantasize about things like that happening to you or even buy an occasional lottery ticket for fun, but please don't put a lot of energy and attention on acquiring money in this way. Believe it or not, this is also scarcity or poverty thinking. The belief is that you can't have abundance in your life or be prosperous unless it comes from some fluke chance or windfall. Money out of the blue like that won't bring everlasting wealth to you in the long run. As far as winning the lottery, did you know that there are 12-step programs for lottery winners? They find they have to deal with the psychological impact of winning vast amounts of money and then mostly losing the windfall either by spending it all or losing it all and then having to go back to an ordinary existence. Statistics show that within two years, most lottery winners have lost almost all their money, including the tangible things they bought with the money and are often worse off financially than they were before. See, acquiring cash in this way is that it rarely solves the fundamental problem with money that many people have. Why? Because there is no transformation in behavior and no alteration in consciousness in how you deal with money. So when you get it, you don't treat it any differently and your scarcity or poverty thinking rules and cash becomes scarce again. So if you want to transform your relationship to money, then you change your consciousness and your thinking to be open to receive the abundance of the universe. It is your birthright and allow it to flow through your experience.
built a relationship with money that it flows like rain from the sky, that it comes to you easily, that your wallet is always bulging with money. Have those kinds of conversations out loud so the universe hears you and responds in kind. The next thing you know, money's flowing easily because the universe is answering the call. You are a demand for money to come to you easily. The universe will create that the money comes to you easily. You say that money is scarce and hard to come by, and the universe answers in kind. Money then becomes scarce and hard to come by. So, you know, the the thing that people ask me mostly is how do I go about manifesting more money? You go about manifesting more money by manifesting more money. It's like a, it's a trick question. Just do it. And watch what comes out of your mouth. Just watch it. Because a lot of times in the desire to commiserate, you'll open your mouth and say something like, oh, I just don't have enough money. Or why do I, why do I struggle so hard? Why is my purse always empty? So make sure you respect money when you do have it. You know, my grandmother taught me this. Don't keep your purse or your wallet in disarray. Old coupons and receipts that you never threw away. the energy of yes, I say the universe resonates at the energy of yes, and that everybody can have some. There's nobody that can't have some energy. And the energy of yes is yes to whatever it is that you want or say you need. And I can I can interact with you about something you're not getting and see exactly what's in the way. Sometimes we tell the universe we want something, and we say we want it, and the universe starts to set the wheels in motion for you to receive this thing, and you remember that song? Everybody's shaking their head and scratching their head like, no. That song is about you being willing to reach as high as you can. It's about a little ant that had to move a rubber tree plant. And a rubber tree plant is absolutely gigantic compared to a little ant. But the little ant had high hopes. So he got to work and he moved that rubber tree plant. Oops, there goes another rubber tree plant. That's how the song goes. Oops, there goes another rubber tree plant. That's you. That's you in your life. Whoops, there goes another bad job, and whoops, there goes another bad lover, and whoops, there goes another time for you to win, kerplunk. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I just, I'm not. I'm just having fun. So when you live inside the world of yes, you take on high hopes, and you take on the, your dreams, and there's no dream that's that's unbelievable or way out there. I mean, whatever it is you want, if if it turns you on, if if you'll get your life out of it and you want it, then you tell the universe, you say it out loud. It's very important you say it out loud. 
I want this thing and go after it and then take the actions coordinate if you have it and you will get it every time. Hands down, drop the mic, you know, test my theory, test it. I dare you, I double dare you to test it. Go out there, make your life happen, say yes, and then come back and tell me how that went. You come back and tell me, Pam, I have been testing your theory. I have been out there saying yes. I have been out there going for my dream, and here's what I have to report. I want you coming back. I'm here every week at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I got a lot of people on the East Coast who listen to my show on the Internet. The show is called The Science of Yes. I've been around for four years with this show. And I'm telling you right now, I've had many, many people test my theory and come back and say, well, I did what you said, and it worked. So I double dare you. I triple dare you. I nose dare you. I ear dare you. I dare you with a double chin. I dare you. I dare you to try this on and see if you can make it work for you. Alicia, you had something to say? No, I just wanted to say hi. Well, I, I won't say no. Yes, I want to say hi, and I want to try the yes. Go for it. Go for it. I, I have made this challenge many times on this show, and I've had people come. I had a guy who was telling me he wanted a new lover, and I said, now, here's the action I want you to take between now and two weeks from now, come back to the show. I want you, every person that looks you in the eye, I want you to look back at them and wink and tell me what happens when you come back. So he did it, and when he came back, he said, I know why you gave me that homework. And I said, why? He said, because you were teaching me how to flirt. I didn't know how to flirt. So he went out and winked at everybody, and he had a date every night of the week. So I invite you, whatever it is that you want to test this on, test it. Have high hope. Whoops, there goes another one. Do you want to tell us what it is, or are you going to keep it a secret? Yeah, I'm going to keep it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. The universe knows. You know, the yeah. universe knows. But remember, only yes, no, no. You do that for me? Yes? Yes. Yes, oh. I am. Okay, so I eat a, I, I'm going to be ending the show right now. I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. I'm not even sure you're still there. But thank you for joining us. I was supposed to have a guest, and we had technical problems with her being being heard. Oh, there's Aida. There you are. Yeah, I'm still here. I just didn't have the, the app here in front, you know, so I just saw that you're inviting me as the speaker. I've been, I've been it's okay. It's okay. You know, um, I'm here every week at 8 o'clock, and I'm always talking about the science of yes. Sometimes I have guests. I had a guest scheduled tonight, and she just was not able to connect. So we'll have her on next week. But I'm here at 8 p.m., Pacific time to time every Thursday. Come on back after testing the theory of yes and let us know how it went.